So last week, we watched The Witch. And in The Witch, there are two little, like, twins. They're, like, four or five years old. And you kind of learn, like, in the Salem era, that Puritan era, how kids just making shit up yeah. can totally ruin lives. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing that ended then. Yeah, so... I feel like that still happens today, but instead of witches, it's pedophiles, <laughs> because I got a text from you, apparently your kid was running around naked. Yeah, there was this post-bath naked time. Yeah, and you were like, hey, you should get dressed, Justin doesn't want to see your pee-pee, mm-hmm. to which he responded. He said, no, Justin said he likes my pee-pee. And now I'm forever a pedophile because a kid <laughs> said some words. <laughs> like, my that, life That's is all it takes, man. <laughs> right. And if you look at my driver's license photo, I did it. I definitely did it. <laughs> There's no way I didn't do it. <laughs> I. This was actually something I was going to bring up as well, is feeling like a pedophile, which is weird. <laughs> um, like over the weekend, I took my son to the park, and then we went again today. Mm-hmm. And every time I'm there... I feel like a pedophile in that every time there's a little kid that either needs help doing something or like asks me to do something. And I feel like I need to turn around and like announce to everyone, like he asked me to push him on the swing every, like I'm pushing my kid on the swing. And then there's another kid beside Hmm. and, uh, and the kids, I'm not going to tell the kid no to go screw off, but, uh, feels weird like yeah. today there was a little girl like stuck on like the little things you crawl up on like she got to a point where she was too scared to go up or down <laughs> yeah. so I was like do you need help and she said yeah so all i did was like take her from there and drop her down like three feet but i felt like a creep and i felt like people were calling the cops on me i'm touching a child in very appropriate places yes. <laughs> because this child asked me to do something and i'm also a parent this is okay. Yes. <laughs> the rules yeah. of society deem this is okay. Yeah, I feel like I need to, not, to announce But you it. need to know that this is okay also. Yeah. Uh, I had another instance last night uh, with my kids, which was pretty terrible and demeaning. So, Isn't that just kids? Uh, kids? Yeah. So they were roughhousing right before bed. Um, and I hadn't gotten that annoyed at this point. But I was like, all right, it needs to stop. But I don't want to stop it in a mean way so I'll stop it in the fun dad way so I was sitting in the recliner put the recliner down took off my glasses and then I got off the couch and got onto my knees to like wrestle them down and be like all right you lose let's go to bed right Mm -hmm. I'm fun fun dad yeah and what actually happened was took off my glasses put the recliner down dropped to my knees in which case the back of my thighs immediately cramped (laughs) so I just (laughs) so so I just like flopped down immediately onto my stomach and started screaming in agony. <laughs> to which, to which my wife was horrified, and then I'm trying to like be in pain and tell my kids like, "No, we're not playing. We're not playing. Daddy's hurt. Daddy's hurt." So, it was so pathetic. It was so sad. 
<laughs> like I actually want to replay that because I feel like it was just one fluid motion where I just went off the chair and just threw straight onto my stomach and just <laughs> screaming in pain. Sit an outside observer. <laughs> you sit in a chair just fine. Yes. You casually put the the recliner down and just fall your face screaming. That's yeah, that's exactly what you threw a tantrum. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> so, yeah. So That's great. Mm-hmm. Getting old. <laughs> it was terrible. When we first bought this house, like I went through a period where um, like I finishing the basement, doing just all the stuff you do, even when you buy a house, regardless if it's in good shape, you still do stuff to it. So I would like, I went on, took a week's vacation. So I'd get up at like five, finish at this house at nine or 10 at night. And that whole time I'm just busting my ass. So like when I would finally lay down, like I would just cramp. Like yeah. <laughs> so I just wake up. It was not fun. Just eat bananas all day. Yeah. Is that a real thing? They have potassium. Potassium helps your Yeah, but the potassium cramp. thing I think isn't real. In that potassium's real. It's on the it's on the chart. <laughs> it's on the periodic table of elements. It's so K. P B, but that's not a thing. It's peanut uh, butter. <laughs> so um no, there's uh uh in the in my habit of plugging podcasts that aren't ours, uh I listen to a podcast from Stuff You Should Know. It's like one of the most popular podcasts in the world. Don't listen to them, they're not very good. <laughs> um and uh, it was about like this dude who uh, was like a marketing guy. And basically he would get hired. He was kind of the devil. He would get hired by whomever. And like Chiquita Banana hired him. And like he's the reason why when you go to hotels, there's always bananas laying around. It's because he like sold, convinced the hotel people to buy them. And that just continues. Okay. He convinced uh, like doctors and stuff to recommend them for the potassium levels. Don't quote me on any of this, but it's something like, you know how spinach, like somebody screwed up a decimal point at some point, and that's why they thought it had way more iron than it does? No, but okay. So that's the thing. Like, that's the Popeye thing. Like, spinach is great for you. Right. Spinach is fine, but it's not nearly because somebody had screwed up how much iron it had by a by a, a yeah. hundredth or a thousandth or whatever. Um, but same thing with bananas, to the point that this guy, like, literally overthrew a South American government on the banana, banana company's behest. Hmm. Uh, he's also the guy that's responsible for us eating bacon in the morning. Like when you think bacon, you think breakfast. Okay. It wasn't always that way. It was bacon was a meal. Like bacon, you would have pork or you would have pork chops, you would have chicken, you would have beef, or you would have bacon. And now we just have it then. Here's it's my crazy. bacon fact. Mm-hmm. Bacon is delicious. Oh, here's my banana fact. Uh, you know the candy runs. Yes. Uh, so they're little candies shaped like fruits, and then the fruit that they're shaped like tastes like that fruit. Uh, so the bananas, if you taste them, they don't taste like bananas. But runts were made, I think, in the, the 40s, and so the banana-flavored runt actually tastes exactly like the bananas of the time, but since all bananas are genetically identical, that got wiped out by a fungus and the bananas we eat today are totally different bananas than what they ate at the time. So they taste different because they're totally different bananas. And so now there's a new fungus that is threatening to take out all bananas in the world now. Pretty much universally, the worst flavor of any type of candy is banana. Yeah. I really but if like I were bananas, to eat a fruit, it yeah. would be a banana. 
I don't understand that. I don't get it either. It's a paradox. Scientists, get yeah. on that. Because in s- candy, it's just a flavor, but in the fruit, it's kind of shaped like a dick. So that's that is a plus. That's a fun experience. That is a plus. That's why I avoid melons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> segways. This is the gay part of the podcast. <laughs> Check that off the list. <laughs> um, Halloween. Halloween. Uh, synopsis. Uh, a. A kid murders his sister and is sentenced to an insane asylum. It is either... I think you need to treat this like a banana. It is either... There you go. It is either 15 or 17 years later, depending on if you believe the years or the credits. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) And he escapes from the mental institution and uh, stalks a woman and tries to kill her mm-hmm. good overall thoughts on halloween uh this movie is fantastic from the opening sequence to the end i loved every single minute of it okay um <laughs> <laughs> you i guess didn't so this is like one of the most popular horror movies if not the most popular mm-hmm um, the f- I've seen it a handful of times, and every time I'm like, I don't, I don't get it. Really? I don't understand why this is the one at all. So I watched it now. Like I'm like, all right, I got the new Blu-ray set. I'm ready to do it. And I don't, I don't get it. Like mm-hmm. this is, I am definitely the outlier with this because this is like the movie that non-horror fans also like. This is the one that you're obviously excited about. Yeah. And I don't get it. So help me understand it. Because th- this is one of them. It's not even like I disagree with it, mm-hmm. which I do. But it's not like one that I, it's more like, help me figure this out. Because I feel like I'm missing something all of the time. Like yeah. it, it feels, and part of it is that this is the template that set forward for everything else. Sure. But it also feels so much like those. I don't understand why this is the outlier. Why is this the outlier? So for me, this entire movie is atmosphere. And the whole movie feels tense even when very mundane things are happening. Mm-hmm. Because everything everything just leads up to one another. Like, is he there? Is he not? Like, I feel like modern movies, you, you feel like anytime the camera rounds a corner, there could be a jump scare. This one, every time the the camera moved around in the frame, you think Michael Myers, you know Michael Myers could be there, mm-hmm. but it's never a jump scare. It's always just creepy and atmospheric, and there aren't really any, like, there's a couple Michael Myers is coming to get you moments, but he spends probably 60, 70 minutes just being creepy and stalking. So and being around. Okay. Um, so I think the f- what you're describing is the way I describe the witch. Like it's it's like a feeling of dread the mm-hmm. entire time. Um, I can see that. The two things that I think are the stars of this film are the score. Definitely. And the cinematography. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Like there are moments when you see him like in a closet and it's just his white mask and things like that. Yeah. Which I think are genuinely great. 
Um, but that's the thing. Like there, there's so little that actually happens in the film. Like I, I can't shit on it and I'm not going to, it's more like I, I just, it's like a food that everybody raves about how good it is. And I just, I don't get it. To, to me, it was an economy and I, I, I will talk a lot more about the economy when we get to the second movie, but yeah, this, this movie, everything that was in it kind of like was building to something. And that I really appreciated that. Okay. Um, so I guess we'll just get into it. Yeah. <laughs> Go. <laughs> now that we've talked about our general thoughts. Yeah. I just want to say, you have, sitting on here, the Halloween Complete Collection Blu-ray set. Okay. It's every movie. The disc that I actually watched was the 35th anniversary edition mm-hmm. Blu-ray of the Complete Collection and it had the shittiest Blu-ray menus I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. <laughs> like, this is the big edition. 35th anniversary, complete collection. And it was just complete garbage. <laughs> like, still image, four menu options, that was it. Yeah. I, I just found that funny. Yeah, okay. Uh, but yeah, the the theme song over that over the opening credits. Yeah, I, just I, amazing. I agree. No, the, the, the score. I mean, that's exactly what we ripped off yeah. for, for our podcast. Exactly. So. Yeah. Uh, and then that whole opening sequence, uh, you really don't, I knew it was coming, but I was, so I kept watching for it. Mm-hmm. So I don't, like, if you didn't know it was coming, like, you, the reveal at the beginning, the end of the beginning is, I think, pretty impactful. That it's the young, that it's the boy? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Okay. That. And that might be something that I take for granted, like having, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I always knew that's what it was. I'd seen the movie forever. And go, so there is no surprise with it. I, I can give you that. Yeah. J- just so you know, pretty much everything that I had to say about it, I've already <laughs> said. So this is the Justin show right now. Okay, so I didn't, I didn't realize that, like, he is basically in this movie the whole, basically the whole time. Mm-hmm. But he's just, like, in the shadows, and I feel like that's... That's what really made it creepy is that, you know, like when he he's hiding behind the bush and one of the things is and until they get killed, Lori is the only person that ever sees him. And mm-hmm. so uh, and then Tommy sees him after right around the time Andy gets killed. His name, his name was Tommy, right? Mm-hmm. Tommy, Tiddy, yep, Tommy. Tommy. So. Yeah, the the fact that you see him so much, yet it rather than you know seeing the monster, seeing the slasher, whatever, can kind of make it less impactful. For me, the way they did it made it more and more impactful and more creepy and atmospheric. I'm gonna keep using those words over and over again because that's 100. <laughs> percent I feel like what this movie is. It's tension, mm-hmm. and then you don't the tension builds slowly and you don't get that release till the end like they don't do the jump scare thing they don't release the tension they just it it builds and it kind of rather than crescendoing with a a kill or a jump scare it maybe slows down a bit but mm-hmm. it's still always there in the background and i that's what i really appreciate in 
I, I, I don't again like I, I'm yeah. not gonna shit on it. I just like when I don't feel these things like I can't disagree with you that you're not feeling something um, I will say I always I, I think I've said this before I have like this thing where I know Jamie Lee Curtis Curtis is the 40 and 50 year old that's like when she embedded in my brain True lives. so yeah probably so yeah. I, that's all I ever see her as mm-hmm. so even when she's in this movie and she's 19 or whatever <laughs> She looks to me yeah. like a forty-year-old. When I, mean, I know she she's doesn't. not, you know what I mean. Like she that's looks who like I, a young girl, but that's but what yeah. I see. That's exactly yeah. what I see. It's the same thing when you have somebody young that you see them as that mm-hmm. forever. Yeah, I get that. Um, early in the movie, there's a scene in a classroom, mm-hmm. and something that I hate that movies do, and this movie is guilty of it, is like they have this. How many quotes did you ever hear in high school? Like, how many times did the teacher stand in front and, like, give you a quote? Uh, I don't know. Not nearly as much as happens in movies. Like, basically, it's like, today I'm going to give you a quote that I'm going to end the class on, and then the bell is going to ring, and that is going to be the theme of our movie. And it happens all the freaking time in movies. Yeah. Cellar door. Cellar, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's exactly what I'm talking about. Annoys me. Go ahead. (laughs) Well, uh, to me, I don't, I don't know that it did that, but it definitely did the thing where uh, Lori gets lost in thought, and the teacher gets droned out, and then it turns out she called on her. <laughs> yeah. But usually, it's like uh, I have no idea what you said. She was like, she just gave like a brilliant answer. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, whoa, that's really insightful yeah. for a high school student <laughs> that wasn't paying attention. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I appreciated so. Uh, I love that the main character in this movie, the first build person, Dr. Loomis, basically spends three quarters of the movie hanging out behind a bush. <laughs> like <laughs> Donald Pleasance, starring Donald Pleasance. He's just behind a bush for three three quarters of the movie. That's his role. It's fair. Yeah. But uh, so him and uh, the sheriff go to the Myers house. And it's obviously that he was... It was obviously he was holed up there, and they find a a dog that he had been eating, mm-hmm. and they totally don't show it, and I appreciated that, because like again I feel like it's the economy like. I think it's economy by necessity though. Like I feel like given the opportunity, I don't know. I feel like they may have just not had the option of showing it. For financial reasons. Maybe I mean it's four years before the thing, so you may not have had. Oh, he didn't have any clout. This yeah. was nothing. I mean, he was nothing. Yeah. At all. Um, they, I mean, they do show him choking the dog to death, but they just show the, like the feet and everything. Yeah. That was cool. But yeah, even if it's by necessity, it's like Jaws. The Bruce was supposed to be in the movie a lot more than he was, but because it kept the mechanical shark kept fucking up, you yeah. get something more atmospheric. Oh, I agree. Um. But yeah, it was. Like them not showing the dog was again. This movie just keeps going forward, in in its plot, and it doesn't. It it just keeps driving forward until the end, and even the end is just like, yep, that was the end. That was it. But and but here's the thing: it just like drives along. Being, it, you say the plot, but the plot is razor thin. There is no plot. Like like you. It's all guy wants to kill girl. 
Yeah, that's a two-minute sure. short story. Like, or that's a two-minute short. Like, it just feels to me, and this is probably the millennial in me talking, because technically I think I am a millennial. Yeah, we are technically millennials. Like, and, and don't get me wrong, I can handle a sh- slow story, but I don't feel like you... you say that it's leading up to it but i feel like seeing these girls talking in this it, it has no interest to me in the slightest and i completely just zone out and have no interest in following these characters yeah. i'm no. disappointed that this isn't more of a dialogue because i feel like i may have taken more notes for this movie than any other one yeah no, i'm sorry it's and so just monologuing all these notes is like no no but but i genuinely want to understand it because i don't yeah, to me it was it was 100 atmosphere and it was it was just creepy and it was it was indie horror at its best and it wound up becoming one of the biggest franchises in horror but but it started out it was it was the economy of it and yeah i keep trailing off and not having thoughts that's fine because i don't have anything like (laughs) i don't have anything to go back and forth at you on the thing Uh, was on tv the thing was on tv yeah then he made the thing four years later. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> See, those were fun things that were going to be in the middle of the conversation. Oh, now, sorry. Like, now that's the conversation. I'm blaming you. Here, this, is, this is me. I'm blaming you. <laughs> Here's the thing that, that I have for the middle of the conversation. If I ever were to become a killer, there's no way I would be wearing a mask because I can't stand like feeling my breath on anything. Yeah. Like even when we do this podcast, I feel my breath on this and it bothers me to no end like i could i can't sleep with a blanket on my face or anything because i feel my breath beating back at me mm-hmm. and i hate it yeah hate well we're it. fat we need to suck in a lot of air is that what it is i don't know do you like it do you sleep no. can you sleep with a blanket over your no, face never i don't get it yeah but that's another thing in this mo- that this movie has which is creepy breathing <laughs> all we over know you're I, a big fan i love creepy breathing <laughs> and like or, that's, as, or as you call it breathing yeah <laughs> Then that's the end of the movie (laughs) is uh, he's there and then he gets shot and then he's not there and it ends with the creepy breathing letting you know that he's still out there and yeah it's perfect it's it you don't have the maniac you know look at the camera at the end I'm not dead Mm -hmm. moment Uh, it's it has the same it's the same thing but done better and yeah, cheaper. Oh, definitely cheaper. So, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I loved this movie. Um, this is, it's so obviously not October <laughs> in this movie, though. Like, I, I, I wrote that note down because I'm looking and they're obviously, like, there's green everywhere. Yeah. Right? And then I wrote that note down and then I looked on the screen and then it was like they had obviously had, like, two trash cans full of, of leaves mm-hmm. and dumped them on the sidewalk. Yeah. And I was like... Okay, you're trying a little right now, but this is obviously the middle of the summer in LA when you're filming this. Yeah. Um, I'm not trying to poop on your parade, man. Like, I'm not going to bash it. I just don't understand it at all. Hopefully, you have more to say on the second movie because I have a lot to say on that, too. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Um, uh, yeah, let's say uh, at the same time, that's really good. Yeah, that's what we do. I loved when Dr. Loomis scared those kids. He's <laughs> 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 just like, he's like, uh, trying to build up to go into the other two kids are goading them to go into the Myers house yeah. and then he just like yells from behind the bushes and they get freaked out and <laughs> run away so good 
<laughs> I hope I'm scaring kids at that age. That's a real moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess I guess that's it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, it's just, I yeah, I wanted to come in here and have like a like nerd out with you about this. <laughs> sorry, dude. I I don't get it. I don't get it. And I know that I'm the outlier with yeah. this, man. I know I'm the one of the few people that don't get it. I don't. Yeah, that's I crazy. Don't get the appeal. That's I crazy. Don't get it at all. So um, let me ask you this. Well, let's give the synopsis of the remake. Well, it's the same same synopsis. Uh, but with more. Okay. What did you think of Rob Zombie's Halloween? Uh, I prefer Rob Zombie's Halloween. But before we dive into that, can we take a little break? Because I oh, feel like we yeah. need to get the energy back up. Sure. Okay. All right. All right. You're familiar with the game Mad Libs, right? Yes. Okay. Do you want to do a Mad Libs? Oh, okay. Well, yeah, totally. All right. Let's do a Mad Libs. All right. All right. So um, let's start with give me. Is this going to be like Halloween is give me an adjective for shit. <laughs> Again, I don't think that I shit on this at all. Like, I, I'm, yeah, I know. I'm aware. It's like if if somebody were to give me caviar and I don't like it because I've never had caviar. Mm-hmm. I would probably be like, I don't understand why this is good as yeah. opposed to saying it's shit. Yeah. So. All right. Let's start. Give me a, a spooky, scary adjective. Adjective, not adverb. Uh, slimy. How about a place? Give me a place. It could be refrigerator, Guatemala, whatever. Place. Um, <laughs> oh, God. That was awful. Nope, not going to say that one out loud. That's People <laughs> will judge me for saying that. Was it my son's penis? <laughs> No, it was definitely not your son's penis. Uh, an enchanted forest. Enchanted forest. That's me stalling so I can actually write this down and not just have dead air. Uh, give me a name. Plutarch. Once again, I said Plutarch. <laughs> That's. I just, just I, so I um, put P-L-U-T-A-R-C. There's an H at the end, but yeah, sure. Okay. Not not this version. Okay. This, yeah. his parents, he's her parents, his? Yeah, he's gangsta. Okay. Uh, how about an adjective? Another adjective. Is this one supposed to be spooky too? It can be, but it doesn't have to be. The other one was necessity that it was spooky. Okay. This does not have to be. Okay. Um, you know what you don't do a lot in, in Mad Libs is colors. So I'm going to say Brown. Did I just ruin it? <laughs> no, I just had to put it at a different at a different spot. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, give me a noun. A log. Apparently, every, maybe it is all about your son's penis. Everything's wood based. <laughs> give, give me another. Give me two more nouns. Two more nouns. Uh, when you can, when the, 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 when there's literally everything, I can't do anything. <laughs> you could pick anything. Uh. An electric mixer and uh, one of Jupiter's moons. All right. Jupiter's moons. Give me an occupation. Crab fisherman. 
like that. I just show. spelled crab with two R's. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a joke. C R R A B. Give me another noun. Uh huh. Action figure. <laughs> I think the look you gave me that doesn't quite fit. No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> Give me an adjective. Uh. Dreadful. Okay, two more adjectives. Two more after that one. Yep. Uh. Spicy. And. Oh. <laughs> I almost said brown again. Uh, <laughs> uh, tiny. Tiny. Give me the name of a person, not a pro, not a pronoun, but uh, that would be a relationship to another person. Okay? Mother, father, etc. Some sort of relationship? Uh, fifth cousin twice removed. Another occupation. Uh, this person will be a stenographer. Name? A name. I'll even give you, this is going to be the name of the stenographer. Okay. Uh, the stenographer, you know what, it's a stereotype The stenographers are women. This one's also a woman and her name's Tracy. All right, only two more. Give me a feeling. A feeling. Uh... Fat guy in me wants to say hungry, so let's go with that. <laughs> All right, and last one. Give me a. Uh, uh, I got two more. Give me a horror movie title, a horror movie title, and a non-horror title or TV show. Okay. Um, so one that we haven't watched is Nightmare on Elm Street. Got it. And then a non-horror title. Uh, Game of Thrones. All right. Do you know what we just did? What did we just did? Okay. So right here, I have what would be on the back cover of the movie that you and I are going to write. Oh, nice. So we are going to write a screenplay. We're going to perform it here on the podcast. And we just mad-libbed our way into the we back of the- We have so many projects for this <laughs> podcast. This is episode 24. All we've right. already done, <laughs> we've already done uh, erotic fiction. We still have to perform your, <laughs> you read and I critique your book. Yeah, we got to get on that. Uh, okay. Now we're doing. Cohen over Cohen is well, obviously Cohen still Cohen going is, strong. Yeah. All right. That's just all the time. All right. So you ready for this? Yeah. All I right. Guess. Here, this is what we're going to write. All right. Future date. It takes a little while to write a feature link screenplay, so yeah. don't get too excited. This is going to be next week or anything, but here is the back of the DVD. All right. Plutarch. A dreadful crab fisherman uncovers a mysterious brown action figure. Enlisting the help of Tracy, a spicy stenographer, she uncovers the tiny secret of her fifth cousin twice removed. Oh, I need a monster. (laughs) (laughs) It's a whole big line right there at the front. (laughs) Give me a type of monster. A type of monster. Uh, An ogre. ogres slimy logs electric mixers and one of jupiter's moons all play a piece in the puzzle what can only be described as game of thrones meets nightmare on elm street (laughs) in an enchanted forest is guaranteed to leave you feeling hungry 
That's what we're writing a screenplay about, Justin. Okay. So here's what we're doing. Here's the rules. I feel like we kind of just accidentally did the plot of Boogeyman, but... <laughs> so, uh, each week, okay, you will have take control of the script. Not each week. <laughs> Every other week, you'll take control of the script. Yeah. I will take control. There's not a minimum amount. There's not a maximum amount of number of pages or words. Okay? Okay. So we don't have to try to abide by it. Okay? All right. But we have to abide by what the person has laid out in front. So yeah. if you write something, it's the law. So we start at the beginning and we end at the end? Start at the beginning. We end at the end. Okay. Um, and so if you write 500 pages, it's the first 500 minutes of our movie, and I'm like, and she woke up and it was all a dream, I could just totally fuck you Yeah. with what we wrote. Yeah, totally. Um. Because then the next 500 minutes of that movie <laughs> yeah. has to be the movie. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be great. Because the first movie wasn't good enough because <laughs> it was a dream. <laughs> so I look forward uh, in a little while to uh, reading, uh, giving you guys the audio play, telling you of Prutarch. I'm so glad that I accidentally just gave myself homework. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Again, if you don't want to do anything, you don't have to. That's the genius with my method that I've devised. Just that you can write a whole movie. Is that <laughs> no, but I want you involved. And I can take writing credit. <laughs> but it's like I can I could win an Oscar and I'll be like Ben Affleck for Goodwill Hunting. Is that what happened? I don't know. I just feel like that's probably what happened. I don't know. I feel like he's less talented than Matt Damon. Matt that was really just a slam on Ben Affleck. Because <laughs> I'm sad that he's Batman. <laughs> what if he's a listener? <laughs> I like you, Ben Affleck. Then he's used to this. <laughs> That's true. He's just like, look, shout me out. I got a shout out. <laughs> I used to date Jennifer Lopez. Um, weren't they married? Probably. Okay. Um, so yeah, look forward to that. Sorry, um, he's, he's he's from Boston. I used to date Jennifer Lopez. That wasn't Boston at all. <laughs> that wasn't Boston at all. That was more. That was bro- just slow. Like <laughs> Brooklyn, but like with a concussion. <laughs> Park the car in the yard. Uh, so early, earlier you asked for you asked for the synopsis of Halloween. Yeah. Um, we see a white trash family in their day to day life. Mm-hmm. Uh, their young, the youngest son, uh, snaps, beats up a bully from school, kills uh, mom's living boyfriend sister sister's boyfriend sent to sanitarium uh, where he is for 17 years before he breaks out and attempts to find his sister killing people along the way all sure. right overall thoughts justin i asked you this this was the oh. thing oh sorry i i asked for your thoughts because you said you you enjoyed this more than the original i do which i know is a controversial thing i think that's the millennial in me coming out right um I really, really like Rob Zombie's Halloween. I think that uh, it's two movies mushed in one. Everybody complains that you don't need to know any of the backstory and things like that. And you don't, but he's trying to make it different from the original. Mm-hmm. Um, so it doesn't create a sympathetic character at all in Michael. But I think it is horrific being a father. Like, you always kind of want, like, I worry not only about if they're going to be okay, but the person that they're going to turn into. So like, this is the first time I've watched it. I think have since I've had two kids 
and seeing it from that aspect, I'm like, oh shit, this was like somebody's baby. Like, and I know that you you know that about every like obviously yeah. the Michael Myers in the original was somebody's baby. Yeah, but watching this like you're watching him at the end kneel down in front of Lori and things like that. And like, all I could think was like, I don't want my kids to grow up and kill each other. <laughs> I'm sad. Like, um, you, you said you, you don't think they made him a sympathetic character. Literally. My second note is fuck. They made him a sympathetic character instead of pure evil. Yeah. I don't think that he's sympathetic. Like, I don't think anybody is feeling bad for him when he's killing people. He think. Rob Zombie gives him a reason to kill every single one of the people that he kills. Not, I'm not saying that killing is is fine. Thumbs up to killing. Hold on, are you talking about as an adult or a child? Uh-huh. Every single one of the people that he kills until Danny Trejo. Danny Trejo is the first person he kills that's just like, oh, he's kind of a maniac okay. now. That, but that doesn't mean that but you're But he has for- a body count in like... The dozens before then. Okay. So, every, like, every single person up until that point, he is a totally sympathetic character. We're He kills Danny, Danny Trejo, like, what, 53 minutes into the movie? Right. So, the first half of this movie, he's a th- sympathetic character, at least. So, you feel that going through, even though he just killed a character that we do like. Mm, I don't think sympathy and understanding is the same thing. I don't think you're empathetic to him at all. He gets bullied at school. Mm-hmm. And then he beats the shit out of and maybe kills the bully. Okay. His not dad is an incredible asshole to him and his mother. So he and kills his, him. And his sister. Like, that's... So, not to change gears completely. Mm-hmm. And I can understand why someone would say, like, all right, we get it already. Like it's a white trash family, but like watching that and knowing that they're really, those families out there exist. Yeah. That was pretty horrifying for me to watch and think about like, and my wife and I have been talking about adoption and stuff. So what I've been doing to just make myself feel terrible because it's kind of a hobby of mine (laughs) is like looking at like the kids that are available to adopt and just like, of course, none of them tell you their story, but I just like, I'll look at these kids like like I'm shopping on Amazon and I'll like, just be like and I'll just be like what horrible things did they go through I feel so bad for them because because I like to make myself feel terrible so like that's what I, I didn't envision. know that there were websites on there where you can go through uh it's children de- like it's a it's animal depress- shelter it's exactly what it's like it's so fucked up and I can't stop looking at it man cuz it, it's fucking me up in the worst way possible um but yeah, the the open the scenes with them them sitting around and seeing mm-hmm. him, William Forsyth being such a piece of shit to everybody. He's being like, a piece of shit for like no reason, no and nowhere any of that is he provoked or anything. He's just he's a piece of yeah, shit, a piece of shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the mom, Sherry Moon Zombie, is mm-hmm. cool with getting treated like a piece of shit. Like he's like clean that up, bitch, after he knocks everything off the table. And then she cleans it up because that's yeah. how real white, tra- not all white trash. You can be classy white trash, <laughs> but they're abusive relationships and households where that's fine. Like yeah. that's what these kids grow up with. Yeah. And that's super fucked up. So let me, let me uh, temper the conversation right now saying, if you called this movie all Hallows Eve about Pykel Pyers, I'm 100% on board. I don't think that it's, 
a bad movie. I I probably agree with all the other fanboys in that it's a bad Halloween movie. So, okay, let's just temper that. That's fine. So that's my entire perspective. Okay, because they're explaining away. They're taking away the faceless entity that is Michael Myers. Is that the idea? Uh, every so Michael Myers is in the in Halloween is basically a blank canvas. Mm-hmm. Everything in this needs an origin story. His fucking jumpsuit gets a three and a half minute origin story. Like that's a little ridiculous to me. Okay. Like oh he what do we know about Michael Myers? Uh, he's in a jumpsuit. Uh, he has a mask. Okay. Well, we need to we need to build a story around that. So, the mask the gets its own origin story. Hall- the, the exact same thing was in the original. No, it wasn't. Yes, it. Well, they explain everything like that in the original. Where did he get his overalls? They there was the truck that was broke down from the towing company. Okay, that's and that's just, uh, the, you know, he finds that he killed that guy. It's like a it's like a twenty second scene. But that's still explaining it. I don't understand what the difference is. I just it that was the point to me where I was like, Oh god, like they're explaining everything, much like uh you know, the the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake that we watched. I don't think that's a bad movie. It just it I just feel like it didn't need all of it. I don't know. Maybe I I don't feel like I have a problem with remakes because I mean, it's back in episode one, but the fl- I'm going to set the fly up as the ultimate example of mm-hmm. they took a great movie and they made a totally different great movie and they have the same ideas. I th- Maybe they're just too close. Maybe they're in the uncanny valley still. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm having such a tough time. See, but I disagree because people, so you're, you're, you're doing it both ways almost. Well, and, and I'm saying you, but I'm saying critics of the movie are have it both ways. And this is so R- Rob Zombie. The movie after this, he was going to do was the Blob remake, mm-hmm. and then he was like, "No, I'm not doing any more remakes because half the people tell me that I did it too close to the original and I needed to do my own thing, which is kind of what you're saying." But then he's like, "Another half the other people tell me I didn't do, I made it too different, and it's not enough. Like the like he, there's no win for when you're doing a remake, right?" Um, and I feel like he did both of those things. He, he, the second half is pretty much Halloween, and the first half is completely doing his own thing. It's not the second half is Halloween. It's like the last third of it is Halloween. Like, they. Sorry, I got my fractions wrong. <laughs> so they. Should the we first break it down by of, percentage? Yes, the first <laughs> half of the movie um, is. Before is before he even gets to Laurie. Whereas ten minutes, ten or twelve minutes into the first movie, mm-hmm. it's it's he kills his sister, and then uh, he escapes. Like all we get to do is learn is learn about Doctor Loomis in that car ride, mm-hmm. the longest two hundred yards in history. <laughs> <laughs> two hundred yards on the right, and it just takes another five minutes, but. Uh, and then boom, movie starts. Like, plot going. As thin as you think it is, and it probably is. But here, it's just like the first half of the movie is is set up. So, and like they just rush everything at the end. I feel like. But I think it's just as interesting, if not more, that you're seeing this fucked up kid 
than seeing somebody getting run, ran, running and chasing. Seeing somebody getting ran is what I was <laughs> yep. tried to say like four times right there. If you wanted to make that that movie about the him and the mental institution, go for that movie. I feel like this tried to have its cake and eat it too, and it it was it was too heavily weighted at the front end, making up the whole the origin story of Michael Myers. The first half of that, that when the last half happens, like everything's so compressed. I might be making this up, but I think at one point he was trying to make two films, and then he did have to put them together, which would explain I'm, a lot. Yeah, I mean that would definitely explain some stuff, but yeah. Um, I would total. I would totally watch that movie. Yeah, because I don't. I don't think any of that was bad. Uh, I just felt like, come on, get on with it. Probably because I just watched Halloween. So, in which nothing happens. So, so you're completely it's, but it's atmosphere. Nothing happens in Jaws, but it's atmosphere. There's some pretty Quentin Tarantino s dialogue happening there. <laughs> Black eyes, um, like a doll's eyes. Towards the beginning, the bully, uh, which is from World's Greatest Dad, and almost had his dick eaten off later in his career by Eli Roth. Is is that Inglorious Bastards? What I don't no. remember. No, no, no. He was in the Green Inferno Kid. Oh, okay. Um, he said that he accused the kid's sister of having to get her stomach pumped because she blew the whole team. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a story that gets thrown around everywhere. Like yeah. every high school says that. Yeah. And I don't think there's any science behind that. <laughs> because like I was really thinking a lot about this. Mm-hmm. And I did tons of internet research. Yeah. Um no. Like it's just protein. Like and if it was too much liquid your body would throw it up. Right? I mean having tried to drink a gallon of milk on four or five separate occasions and only doing it once yep that's what happens <laughs> uh yeah so i i think it's funny that that comes up because it's it is funny when it comes up everybody, believe me everybody says that um we we brushed over the fact so he kills in the morning i'm sorry he kills early in the film mm-hmm. then i didn't like this it's 11 months later yeah but then they say in the longest trial in the state's history yeah. Like, I can't imagine 11 lo- months is a long time to be commit the murder and sentenced. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. No. Especially not in Illinois. But I, there's, like, some, like, interns for law offices out there from Illinois that are really slapping their knees right now. <laughs> it's your joke. <laughs> like, oh, they know the Illinois judicial system joke. Hey. <laughs> are they They're notorious for old. that? I don't know. Well, I mean, Chicago. Oh, I see. Yeah. Lots of murdering going on there. Yeah, that's true. Um, Just ask our president. Um, the, uh, there's a scene where Sherry Moon Zombie's eating with him. Mm-hmm. And on their tray, like this is, you know that this isn't a meal that was actually cooked by a human being. Okay. Like it was cooked by lunch ladies. Because on their plate, they had corn and peas and green beans. <laughs> or I'm sorry, peas and carrots. Yeah. Like that's three vegetables in one meal. <laughs> You seem very offended by that. <laughs> that seems absurd. That's not how you eat vegetables. Too many vegetables. <laughs> it's true. So I made I made the overall origin story reference. Yes. 
I think maybe what I should have gone going through my notes again. Loomis's gun has an origin story. Like he, why do they? Why does he need to go to a gun shop to have the gun? Yeah, I I think that's just yeah. It was it, the the movie was this movie is I think two hours and two minutes, whereas the original was ninety minutes, something like that. This movie totally could have lost a half an hour yeah. and been fine. No, I, I won't disagree with that. We are watching the director's cut, so it is by nature going to be longer. Okay. Um. So, yeah, it we it is. But the if director's it's director's cut, cut then that more. means that's exactly what Rob Zombie wanted on film. Um, in theory, yes. or at least in that's theory. the 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 shots that he got that he wanted in the edit. Yeah, yeah, I, so. I, I won't disagree with that. Um, I do. There are moments that I genuinely love, like uh, so. There's silence. So when he attacks the nurse at the hospital, mm-hmm. uh, it's just silence with like an alarm going over it. So you see screaming, shouting, but you can't hear any of it. Right. I'm definitely a fan of when I see that happen. Like World's it, Greatest Dads, another moment when they do that. It can definitely get overused. That. But yeah, definitely. Yeah, I I really enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this movie might be a record for most hair Clint Howard has ever had on screen. (laughs) (laughs) And Sid Haig. Yeah. But Clint Howard, he's only like kind of balding. His character is only kind of balding. Like he's in Star Trek when he's like two years old and he's completely, like almost completely bald. Yeah. So, good on you. I I wonder if he got that written into the contract. Like, I can only be mostly balding. (laughs) I gotta have some hair. Uh... I recently found some dignity. The uh, the Laurie Strode's dad, like they have just a little tiny thing where he, they go back and forth and he says that he doesn't want to go on vacation. Like she's like, you need to pick a vacation spot. Yeah. I've been having the exact same argument with my wife. So that really hit Holland. <laughs> I just want to stay home. Please don't make it. Because especially as a dad, a vacation is completely work. Like yeah. if you're camping, like you're setting up firewood, stuff like that. If you're mm-hmm. not camping, you're carrying bags up to the hotel you're checking in you're checking out you're trying to figure out when people are going to get fed it's nothing but work to be fair that's every day for most wives so the vacation that's why the vacation's mostly for them is that true i mean the stay at home ones definitely mm. I don't know if, I buy if that. you if you partake in traditional gender roles in your relationship well we do well, there you go. But it's a woman's job, so I shouldn't have to feed him. Exactly. On my vacation. <laughs> <laughs> that was a joke, yeah. everybody. But yes, Sid Haig is the, the graveyard attendant. Yes, which there is no way that that white trash family could afford that big of a headstone. Yeah. Zero chance. No. They said it was 500 pounds. It was four feet tall. Like, th- that's not possible. Yeah, it was, a, it was a giant cross. That is a rich person's tombstone. Yeah. She would have gotten a tiny metal stake. Do you, is that his mom's gravestone? Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. in the original, it's his sister. Yes. Okay, so this one was his wife's. I'm pretty, no, his mom's. Or his, yeah, his mom's. I'm pretty confident, yes. Okay. I don't know, maybe this, they have rich relatives? I don't know. They just let her be a stripper? I don't think she's been hotter than when she's a white trash stripper, by the way. <laughs> like, even when she's just like white trash mom hanging out with her son that just killed people. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like... You look pretty hot in that green sweater, Sherry Manzami. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no, nothing? 
I'm sure. Okay. I don't know. I don't know how. Maybe because I don't have kids, I didn't, the the mom thing doesn't really do it for me. So it's not like I was watching her give birth. <laughs> I was like, look at that head crowning. <laughs> no, but look at that vulva. Look, I've seen a good vulva. You. You have never seen a vulva. You've never. <laughs> I have a feeling you've never looked at a vagina f- long enough. You're so scared of them. Did you say a long haul? Vulva long enough. Vulva long enough. You've never looked at not like length length of time. Mm-hmm. You took it out of context. Yeah. I was trying really hard not to say Volvo. <laughs> this is why it probably came out weird. Because uh. I feel like in my lifetime I've said Volvo a whole lot more than I've said vulva. Yeah, uh, <laughs> like I, I have enough vulva talk. <laughs> um, yeah, what do you what do you have? Because obviously you're not a big fan of the movie. So the he tries to pepper in a lot of the plot points from Halloween, and because of what's happened before, it doesn't make sense. So Michael Myers gets out, escapes, and they literally describe what he did at the mental institution as a massacre. He kills. At least six or seven people that we see, probably a lot more, and so they still, but they still try to do the local sheriff is skeptical angle, and if he had just killed that many people, there's no reason to be skeptical. Like, oh, that guy's here, fuck, like immediately. So the whole the whole sheriff being skeptical thing doesn't make sense with what has come before it. But I think his point is he doesn't believe that he's there. He doesn't have any reason to think that he's there, right? The the sheriff. Yeah. Which is Brad Dorf, by the way. Yeah. Who, do you know who that is? That's uh, Chucky. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. You're good with faces. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I'm good with IMDb. <laughs> Um, but he didn't have any reason to, I think that's why that scene is there between him and Malcolm McDowell is because he's saying, I'm skeptical of you. Why would he be here? You're trying to cash in again. Yeah. I don't, yeah. The, the whole book thing, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I thought with what came before that, that interaction made less sense. Like, I don't like you because you wrote a book. He felt like he was exploiting his town, which he obviously takes seriously because yeah. he's the sheriff of the town. Yeah, I I get that. I just felt like it was all forced because of you have this event that you can point to that happened, and here's the guy who studied him for 17 years in front of you, who, if you've read the book or not, you think it's exploitive or not, he's the guy you go to on information on Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. And he's saying... He's pretty darn tootin' that he's going to be there on that night to reenact or whatever on Halloween being the special night. So, I th- I think the skepticism makes a lot less sense in light of the information that they changed. Okay. Maybe that's a nitpick. I don't Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Uh... I think Rob Zombie might have a problem with male nudity. Okay. Because there is a shit ton of female nudity in this. Mm-hmm. Like full frontal everything. Mm-hmm. And yet uh, one of the guys has sex with one of the girls with his underwear on. Like she's completely topless and yet he's doing her through his underwear. I've, I found that weird. 
Like he's like kind of went out of his way to not have like a dude's butt. This is a big well, all right, maybe not the butt part of it. It is a big theatrical release, so I think Yeah, you can't show Dong yeah. on in an R rated movie. Yeah, but what you you're saying is you want to see time, see a good young teenage male ass yeah. is what you're saying. I'm just saying I want equality. I <laughs> I'm a feminist. <laughs> well, we're talking about nudity. Um I really love so when Danielle Harris, Annie, is getting attacked, mm-hmm. I love how not sexual her nudity is if that makes any sense Mm -hmm. like she's getting it and she's like a quarter of the weight at at most of this guy and she's trying and she's just getting pulled around and everything she's an attractive girl that's topless and it is in your thought zero percent right um because regardless of your thoughts on the movie as a whole i think you would agree the film is pretty merciless and and you really feel like things are happening to individuals in those individual scenes would you give me that yeah thank you (laughs) (laughs) how big of you i was i mean i was also thinking about the scene where uh the sheriff shows up and she's like half naked and dying Mm -hmm. and like those two things juxtaposed to like he's the father discovering mm-hmm. her I thought that was I don't know I know it's not child nudity but like I don't know I guess but it also was not in question at all like he didn't right. give a shit nobody gave yeah. a shit in that situation that like that that's what's happening you know yeah I don't think a, a dad at least not a good one would choose to see his daughter's boobs no but he didn't. He didn't care yeah. that that was ha- that that was so not yeah. an issue. Yeah. Um, I saw my mom's boob recently. <laughs> okay. Just one of them. All right. So she's not well, mm-hmm. and like I got a phone call from my brother saying like, "Hey, mom's really not well right now." <clears throat> so like I went over and she's like in a motorized chair and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And her oxygen levels were like so low she was basically like tripping balls. Wow. Right, so so she's like in her chair, like literally spinning in circles in the in the kitchen, just circles, just circles. Stop! And what <laughs> you're making me laugh at your dying mother, and <laughs> I hate not you funny? for it. This is not funny. So, like, we're like, you need to go to the hospital now, and uh, like, she just lifts up her shirt. Okay, <laughs> mom. Okay, put your shirt down. We need to, you need to go to the hospital now. She's just like, I need to comb my hair. So she just like pulls out a brush and just starts ripping out her hair. Like she's combing her hair to be pretty to go to the hospital. Uh and then she died. No, she didn't. <laughs> I just thought that'd be the funniest topper to this story yeah, at all. Definitely. I could come up with Zing. Uh, so my mom when I was six years old. Uh, got what we believe now, I guess it wasn't a thing back then, but to, to be uh, West Nile okay. from a mosquito. And she got encephalitis and meningitis. And so she was bedridden for like three months. An awful time, like being a first grader and thinking like your mom could die. But like you're kind of too young. You're, I was, you know, kind of mature. For a, for a six-year-old, which is a weird sentence that <laughs> uh, I'm finding out halfway through it, how funny that was. And you're immature as a 33-year-old. <laughs> yes, definitely. 
Uh, so like I, I kind of understood what dying meant, but also you're six, so you also kind of don't. And so like that was really weird. And so like within three months, my grandma took care of my mom and I, and so she would we she had a station wagon, and my mom would lay down in the back of the station wagon in sweatpants. And my mom, or my grandma would drive her to the hospital. And so my mom is on her back uh, with her feet on the ground and her knees up in the air and her legs just wide open. And my grandma is driving her to the hospital saying, put your knees together. <laughs> it's not decent. There's windows there. But she's wearing sweatpants, you said, right? <laughs> yeah. It's not like she's wearing a skirt. Yeah, exactly. Or she's naked. So this is a, your grandma's crazy story. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I just want to make sure I didn't miss something and she was wearing a skirt or something. And so my mom's response was, uh, the way I feel right now, if they want to take me, they can have me. I don't care. Oh, my God. Do you remember the serious? Did you know what that meant as it's, a first it's, grader? It, it's a story my mom likes to tell. Oh, okay. So I know it from the story because I wasn't in the car. <laughs> so what she's saying is she was super horny? What she was saying is that she didn't. Ca- she was in so much pain, she didn't care if she got I know. raped. <laughs> Which is hilarious. <laughs> uh, mom, sex, nudity stories. <laughs> I, I think I'm tapped, by the way. I don't know how many more you have, but I'm tapped as far as mom, mom sex stories. Mom, mom, sex stories. Uh, I've probably got one or two left in the well. Sweet. So, we, you know, as it comes out naturally <laughs> in the podcast, we can drop those gems. Yeah. Stay tuned, listeners. <laughs> Um, there's a big climax. Uh, Let me ask a question. Yes. You, why did the police go to Tommy's house? Mm. She spends the whole time talking to the police at Annie at Lindsay's house. She's like scared for Annie. Wants the ambulance there for Annie, and then hang up the phone. And like five minutes later goes back over to Tommy's house or whatever a few minutes later goes back over to Tommy's house and then the police go right in I front started of there. to get confused chronologically about where people were not geographically chron- geographically yeah about where people were during that those few scenes too yeah it's because there was no reason for the police to go there is that what confused me <laughs> maybe <laughs> also the the police only gets off uh there's a whole length of a hallway and Michael Myers has a knife, and he's pointing a gun at him, and at the end of the hallway, gets off one shot in the shoulder, and then there's like three or four more steps until he gets there, and he doesn't get off another shot. Well, he had to put the gunpowder in <laughs> and and use the long stick and pack it back down and then put the ball back in. I mean, I get it. He's a small town police officer, but they at least have, they still have training. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, yeah. Movies. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, only because it. I didn't like it that I'm... I was going to say that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which, like I said, call call it All Hallows' Eve, the story of Pykele Pyres, and I'm all, totally on board. But It doesn't sound as good as Plutarch. Plutarch. And the spicy endocrinarian. Yeah. I just realized he's a Hunger Games character. But the name is based off of a, a Greek, I believe a Greek character? Real person? Got nothing. Hmm. Pretty soon people are going to know him from that. Yep. <laughs> we did Mad Libs a title. 
Yeah, no, I know. I, I thought about that because I felt like we'd want to name that afterwards. Wait, this sheet is a printed out email. Well, I wrote it in an email so I could print it. What? What's funny right now? <laughs> you handle the computers for all the recording that we do, mm-hmm. and you wrote something in an email, <laughs> emailed it to yourself, and printed it out. Yeah. yeah. I don't understand why that's funny. More sad? <laughs> Like, this is like the, this is like your grandma, like, faxing you something in the 90s, and then asking if you can fax that back, it's her only copy. Like, this is the modern day equivalent of that. Okay, do you really want me to, do you want our listeners to hear the explanation for this? Go for it. So I worked, I I worked on that on a computer upstairs, Mm -hmm. okay, that doesn't have a printer, Okay. And then I emailed it to myself for a computer that doesn't have the same word program, and I didn't want to try to deal with figuring out how to switch them between the two, so I just sent it an email so I could just hit open and then hit print. I still think it's That is a hilarious. perfectly logical explanation, and you feel dumb now. Google Docs. Microsoft Cloud. There are so many th- ways that you can get things from computer to computer in You're a standard right. format. You're right. I could totally do that. I didn't because that was quicker and easier. It's Gmail. You yeah. have Google Docs built in. No, I don't. Not this one. I don't pay for that every month. Weekly. <laughs> Monthly. Daily. I'm trying to stall while you're trying to come up with your next thing to make fun of the movie about. Oh. Uh. So the, the climax of the movie takes place at the Myers house, right? Mm-hmm. They are like the poorest motherfuckers. How the hell do they have a pool like that? Mm. Like that is that is a rich person pool, even in Illinois. That's <laughs> a rich, it's underground. The re- Illinois realtors are going to love that joke. <laughs> no, it's the Midwest. It's cheap. It's shit's cheaper here. Yeah. As someone who might eventually move to the West Coast and is like Real estate is seven times more expensive there. I recognize these things. Yeah. It's I, cheap to live in the Midwest. It, they used it with the same money that they used to buy the their gravestone. The stripper money? Yeah. She must have been... I like, maybe maybe she did have to have cum pumped out of her. <laughs> well, I don't to know. be fair, that was the sister that had the cum pumping. No, that was the mom. No. It was the sister. I thought it was because he pulls out the, the newspaper clipping for the... Lady in Red Lounge. I don't know. He called both his mom and a Red sister. Rabbit Lounge. Rabbit and Red. Something. Those three words are there. I just don't know in what order or with what other parentheticals. Yeah. Um, parentheticals? Mm-hmm. Okay. Isn't that what that is? Uh, they're prepositions. In is a preposition. The? The is... Uh, you're making... I'm... I'm gonna right, let's diagram the sentence. <laughs> let's, that's terrible. Um, the and no, the okay. Uh, enough, enough punctuation. It's grammar. <laughs> oh, triggered. Uh, what else you got for Halloween, Justin? Why does he? Why does he want to kill Lori? He doesn't originally. I know. Uh, like, okay. She stabs him. But if his, like, 
the whole point of this movie is that Laurie is like the one thing he has like ever loved, really. Mm-hmm. It's, Laurie is the only human he's ever cared about. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't know that she's his little sister. Mm-hmm. All she knows is that she's just killed his friends. So maybe she'll get a little stabby. <laughs> so you're asking him. Yeah. Which we've you've complained because we've explained so much about his psychology. I just I don't think it makes sense that he would try to kill her. It, like well, chase her down uh, again and hold her down and make her understand. I get. But trying to kill her again or at all? I think I you're don't. Absolutely. At this point, just trying to come up with a reason to complain. Because no, 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 no. This, you're trying to apply. This, I feel like, was a central plot point. No, like, you, the whole Lori no, being the no, sister no, 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 instead no, no, of a no. random person? No, I can almost buy everything you said up to this point, but now you're complaining about the fact that uh, a, somebody that we have shown throughout the entire movie to be a psychopath, once he gets stabbed, you're trying to question whether or not it's possible that he would decide to kill the person that stabbed him? To me, the point of this movie is that Lori was the one thing that he had in life yeah she's the one thing that he still retained even when he was in the mask because he retreated into the mask and became a totally different person michael disappeared and he became whatever mask guy was yes but laurie was the one thing that lived in mask world got it okay and that's the whole point yes so and then he tries to kill her yes i'll give you all of that now would you agree that there is some point in which that would end and he would decide to kill her? Regardless of how long, at some point, she could do X, 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 and then he would decide that he didn't like her anymore and wanted to kill her. Is that possible to have ever happened? I mean, possible, yes. I don't think it would be good character trait. I think that he would... She is the one thing in the world that he would, like, die for and, like, not destroy... She is the one thing in the world that's good. He would rather destroy everything else except her or be destroyed than to harm her. I feel like that was what I was getting from the whole building up the sympathy character, building up that she was the only person that he loved. Like going in like that breakfast scene that we talked about. uh, He doesn't give a shit about his mom or about Judith and the guy there treats him like garbage and he goes like he just killed a rat and he goes over and he kisses Lori and after he kills Judith and the boyfriend and and the not dad he grabs uh Lori and holds her until mom comes home she is the anchor in his entire world yeah and his anchor just stabbed him in the shoulder and he's done with it like i don't i don't understand how that's then show me. Justin right now is like getting mad and frustrated and like petting the table out of frustration because he can't hit me. No, it's just then then show me that the last piece of Michael just broke. All he all that happens is the same slasher thing of Oh, he's dead. Oh, he's not dead. That's all that happens. The exact same thing that happened five times in the original? Yeah. But this is a totally no, that's this is a totally different moment. In that movie he is he is pure evil. He's an unstoppable force of pure evil, 100%. He is, his name is Michael Myers, but that's meaningless. He is just the pure embodiment of evil and everything that is that goes bump in the night. The fuck, he's evil. All right? 
Sometimes I try to keep saying things and I should stop. Yeah. <laughs> He's pure evil. In this, you try to give him a character. You try to give him character traits. And then I feel like you you ruin his arc. You you don't at the the exact key moment you fall down to me. Can you tell me eight more ways to be synonyms for pure evil? No. <laughs> Cuz it felt like you were going to keep trying. No. Okay. The good th- news is that obviously he could never come back because he got shot in the face. Yeah. Have you seen Rob Zombie's Halloween 2? <laughs> I have not. <laughs> uh, uh, overall thoughts, Justin? I, I liked when she screamed at the end. Like, that she's like trying to shoot him in the face and it's not working and then he grabs her and she's like fuck pulls the trigger and his head explodes and she just starts screaming i thought that was really real and cool uh yeah i would have liked the movie if it not if it wouldn't wasn't called halloween so i don't know if that's a fair sentence is it like i think 100 percent. that's what that's what happens when you make a remake you you are always going to be judged by the original. Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't disagree with that. Um, but, th- but that's the other like hard thing about doing a remake, and this is true for all of them, not just this one, mm-hmm. but like how many people never saw the first one, the original. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's the first time they're exposed to it. It's like the Hills Have Eyes. Like my biggest critique of that is it's almost it's as close to a shot for shot as we've seen at least on this podcast that we've mm-hmm. discussed. But to a whole generation of people, that's their Hills Have Eyes, right? So. To me, like this was Uncanny Valley, and that was the problem. Hiccups. Uh, so, you could have done the Hills Have Eyes thing. I don't know that it. I mean, I think Rob Zombie is more competent than whoever the hell made that piece of garbage. So you could have done that. You could have done the fly and just taken a bit of I, a, a few ideas mm-hmm. and applied it to a whole new thing. But here, like, I feel like he got two thirds of the way there and stopped and hung on too much to the original and trying to shoehorn in like the boogeyman line and a lot of other ideas. But the cool thing about that was that told everybody, this is the end it's over. Yeah. And then he busts through the window. So that was cool. Um, yeah. Justin original or remake? 100% original. I know it's unpopular i know that it's crazy and i know i'm gonna lose some of my street cred i don't get halloween i don't get it i don't get it and i prefer rob zombie's version cool i still don't get it um turns out you're just bad at movies (laughs) yeah fuck you (laughs) you're just bad at them uh the next week i just died off mic it's cool so i realized we had a little streak where we hadn't done uh done remakes for a little bit Mm -hmm. so i figure let's catch up yeah and let's keep laying your foundation down okay all right so first film next week justin they were warned they are doomed and on friday the 13th nothing will save them so this is it this is what's it called friday the 13th (laughs) a 24-hour nightmare of terror so this is it. This is the one. This is what we probably should have watched on episode thirteen. No, that we make. faked you out. <laughs> Psych. <laughs> uh, other camp slashers that aren't they weren't Friday the thirteenth. All right. So what are we gonna see here, Justin? Uh, this is 
Okay, spoiler alert. Things I know that are in Friday the 13th. So you said spoiler alert about Friday the 13th to people that, in theory, like horror movies. Yep. That's funny. A camp. Okay. A lake. Okay, both of those things so far you can get from from the poster. Keep going. Not Jason. Okay. Not in the poster. Not in the poster. <laughs> Jason kind of is in the poster. Do you know who it is? Yes. Okay. So I do, yeah, I do. I think that's just in pop culture. Yeah, yeah. Good. Uh, shocker, what is the second film we're going to watch? All right, jumping straight to it. Friday the 13th, Killer Cut. Uh, so this is the remake. When was this made? 2009? Is that right? Uh, I think it's 2009. Probably. 2009? Maybe. Looking uh, on the back. While you're looking yeah, at the back. All right, uh, good job. This is the same director as another movie that we've watched. Mm-hmm. Uh, this guy also did the remake of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> okay. So. Probably shouldn't have told me that. Yeah. Um, so what are we going to see in this, Justin? Uh, I'm going to guess we're going to see Jason. Okay. <laughs> Good. That's my that's my <laughs> prediction. Okay. Now, uh, for hopefully reasons that will make more sense to you, mm-hmm. we're not just doing that for next week. Oh. We are also... Holy crap. Friday the 13th, part two. Oh, he's got a bloody axe. These are very... I like these posters. Mm-hmm. They're very simple. Yeah. That's that's what I miss. Now, posters are just blue and orange, and they just have, like, the axes just on there. Just a face. Yeah. I miss, like, hand-drawn, cool poster art. Yeah, those are the alternative covers you get for everything. Yeah. This uh, is Friday the 13th, part two. Yeah. So what are we going to see with that, Justin? Uh, I'm going to guess a camp. Okay. I'm going to guess a lake. Okay. And maybe Jason. I don't I, I don't know if he's in this one. Okay. I'm, I'm going to assume he is. Okay. But I might be wrong. And that's not all. Oh, Jesus we are Christ. also for next week. Also for next week. Friday the 13th, part three in 3D. A new dimension in terror. Good good job. This, is, this was one of like the first... Like big 3D. Yeah, it was for sure. Movies. So, what are we going to see in Friday the 13th? That, that pun wasn't like totally used up yet. <laughs> what are we going to see in Friday the 13th Part 3, Justin? All right, I'm going to guess a camp. <laughs> okay. I'm going to guess a lake. Okay. And I'm going to say definitely Jason. <laughs> okay. Nice. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, to be clear, for next week, yeah. Friday the 13th, Friday the 13th Part 2, Friday the 13th 3, and then, so in that order, okay. then the remake. Okay. One, two, three, remake. Yep. One, two, three, remake. Was that the end? Because it was like a, it was like a, like we were breaking the huddle. I get it. But I'm just trying to figure out if that was supposed to be the end. Like, no. was I supposed to hit stop over here a minute no, ago? It's, it's fine. Well, if you, if you do, we can just. Yeah. I, I mean, could we could, we could just, we could edit it. Uh-huh. But I don't. So you want me like, to do, you want to do that? I don't, I don't like homework, so. Okay. Uh, All right. So we're good, right? Yeah, we're fine. Okay. So, I mean. Like I know from your email that I think you know how to operate a computer, mm-hmm. so you can so we're just good. okay. You can just hit that button anytime you want. All right, good. All right, cool. Yeah, it's gone. Yeah. All right, so yeah, so this is really working out. Yeah, You've been cashing your checks. You think people really, really believe that you don't know anything about this stuff, and they <laughs> think that I like it? I mean, I think I think they're buying it. Yeah, I I think like I think I play dumb pretty well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Can you believe that they thought that I actually didn't like the original Halloween? I know that's that's crazy. Who, like, what idiot would do that? Like I've been in your—it's just half of your basement. Yeah, it's, it's just crazy. Halloween everywhere. It's just Halloween and Maniac Cop. What idiot would not? Wh- who would like Rob Zombie stuff? I know. What moron would do that? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Uh, and you really you Living Dead Girl—that's a good song, though, right? Yeah, yeah, it's a yeah. great song. Uh, uh, and you definitely told my son you liked his pee pee, right? Oh yeah. Okay. 